Hello and welcome to episode number 213 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. Can't believe the title of this podcast. Yes, it is always insane every single week. Um, But yeah, we are back with uh, yet another new cinema release. Um, just our second in the last what six months or so, um, and of course, yeah, the new mutants is finally out. We've actually seen it. It's it's very weird to say that at this point. Um, wow. Like it still doesn't feel fully real that we've actually seen this movie. Um, but yeah, we'll get all into it, all about this film. Um, and of course, yeah, last week was our fright fest specials. Um, there was two parts covering the thirteen movies that we saw across the festival. Um, so make sure you guys. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, I'm the same. Where it's like New Mutants just kind of bled over into it, and um, just a lot of movies, man. Like I don't like yeah. I said. We said that during Fright Fest. Can't imagine we'll ever uh, do that again. So hopefully no. you guys enjoyed this one-off time. Like I don't know about you, but like I tend to watch a lot of like non-horror movies. That, you mm. know, to fill my time during the week and that. And, and yeah. I just I, I'm just like I can't watch another feature right now. No, I've been the same. I, um, I couldn't watch any like, films. <laughs> right, I'm just doing. I'm just doing the homework for the podcast, and then that's it. Like, uh, if I if I have to watch a film for that, fine. But I, I've I've got to chill for a little bit with the films after watching Thirteen. Yeah, I'm exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've watched the film. It's like not <laughs> no. for the po- for the podcast for the last few weeks. No. Just been like, no, I'm just gonna play yeah. Tony Hawk's and just chill. <laughs> yeah, I've um, only watched Terminator Two. <laughs> i assumed that it's fine um, <laughs> but uh yeah that was all good times last week um it's interesting that we discussed as well like i think next week the actual fright fest lineup is happening um but they already teased Great. that they're going to announce the opening movie this week um probably just so, after we finish recording exactly 100 percent. like i'm assuming it's tomorrow um <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah so we'll talk about that next week as well so yeah the fright fest is always going to be featured in the news at the very least um and yeah speaking of news before we get into this week's film there's a there's shit no ton news. of no news, news. <laughs> because yeah we didn't talk about it the last couple of weeks because of fright fest um so strap in if you want to get to the new mutants uh conversation you might want to skip ahead quite a while um <laughs> But uh, yeah, some of these we can just kind of bash for in and some of them are really, really interesting. So th- these were just in order that they came out. Um, the first one is just a nice small update about Tremors. Um, we already ta- obviously talked about it recently that it's coming out very soon in October, um, end of October. And yeah, there was like the first trailer that came out for it um, and kind of like details on like pre-orders, you know, the release in the Blu-ray, the release in, like the seven movie collection, all that stuff. Um mm. I did watch the trailer a few weeks ago prior to watching all these movies. <laughs> so I can barely remember it, but it, it looked fun. Um, it looked very much like the last two, um, you know, very fun, good kind of um, dumb, fun monster movies, basically. Um, I think my biggest take, like my, my only disappointment was not having Jamie Kennedy in there. Um mm. Because he was so, he was awesome to kind of um, bounce off. Um, yeah, him, and, him and Bert, yeah, 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 him and um, yeah, like those two together worked really well. And, yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't really know how the how they'll even like. Will they remotely try to even explain it? I mean, I guess you know. Mm. Uh, people probably aren't as massively into the Tremors lore as what as what we are, <laughs> but you know, I, I want some I want some continuity there. Yeah, well, I, like I say, I only half watched this trailer a long time ago now, but there is like another guy who's very much capturing that same vibe of him, yeah, and yeah, I, that's I genuinely why I was don't know if that's even the same character. You know, have they literally just recast him, or is it just like here's another guy? But um, so that's disappointing. But the movie still looks really cool, and I'm still looking yes. forward to it. And I always forget that Richard is in that movie. Yeah, he's in like I think like one scene in the trailer, so I I can't imagine he's going to be in the movie very much. But I'm still looking forward to it. Um, 
next up, this is some news um, regarding Resident Evil, in fact. Um, oh, this my. One, this one was long rumored for a very long time, and we've definitely discussed it on the show, but this is like the first confirmation that we've had of it, is that there will be a um, live-action TV series coming to Netflix um, based upon Resident Evil. Um, it's bizarre what this mo- what this TV show is about. Um, it's a brand new story, so it's not covering any of the video games. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It's following the daughters of Albert Wesker, um, who, for people that don't know, he's like the longtime antagonist of Resident Evil and definitely the best one. Um, And yeah, so it's basically going to be set across two timelines following his his two daughters, basically. One's going to be set... um, during basically they move into a place called new raccoon city um and it seems like they're trying to just live normal lives as like teenagers um and then like weird shit might start to be happening around the town and kind of discovering secrets and Mm. um it's unclear if like wesker is actually going to be in it Um, yeah it's it's weird as well because we always call him wesker but it's going to be very confusing because obviously that's the surname (laughs) um Mm. but um and then the second timeline is going to be a decade into the future um there's only 15 million people left on earth and basically yeah it's all gone to shit with the t-virus um so yeah you excited for this (laughs) um i am i'm excited for the first half of the description more than the second half like that kind of post post apocalyptic uh world i don't like kind of what we've seen in the resident evil franchise so far like i like mm-hmm. the virus when it's pre outbreak or early in the outbreak when we are kind of very far removed from it it's when we've had the weaker stuff both in video game and movie form in my opinion mm. so um you know I, I i like it when when it's all kicking off um so um yeah, I'm. You know, I I need to see some stuff on this first, but but anything to do with Resident Evil does get me excited. I can't help it. Yeah, like I definitely want to see this. It's cool. I think it's a cool format. It's kind of going to be eight hour long episodes on Netflix, um, which I think is a good length to tell a cool story. But yeah, th- this this concept is like, mm-hmm. especially for us both who have obviously played all the games and love it. It's it's just weird. It's weird that after we had the film franchise for so long kind of pick and choose the parts of the games, but then ultimately just go a completely new direction Um, for them to immediately come up with this like original concept. And Mm. I think it could go obviously one of two ways. Like it could be really cool, but it could also be dreadful. And so I think it would have been safer in a lot of ways to actually pull from the video games a little bit more. Um, It's just weird that it's like it's Wesker, but then it seems two daughters that we've never heard of. Mm. Um, Like, are they pulling any of the canon? Because we're talking about new Raccoon City here and like spoiler alert for the original games. But like Raccoon City gets decimated. It doesn't end well. Um, No. So like, are they they using that? Like, what's going on? We have Wesker children in the Resident Evil video game franchise. Yeah, but we don't have like daughters, like twin daughters. No, no um but yeah it's it's yeah it's wild it's wild and it is like you say it's weird that for for a franchise that has done so well outside of the video game world with the movies Mm. and everything it's just funny that they've never tried to actually just stay true to the games in Mm. the other you know they're obviously seeing the success of the movies and just thinking right we're gonna we're gonna pull from the ip and not just copy the ip but but yeah we'll, we'll see 
One thing I do think is interesting, and maybe they they are just keeping it, which is fair enough. But there's not a single mention of the Umbrella Corporation in this entire kind of description, mm-hmm. um, which I find kind of interesting. It is mo- it is literally just New Racking City, and then like the the family of Weskers yeah, is like the only thing weird. that actually makes this even remotely Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Again, I'm sure this one is very long, like away. I don't even think yeah. it'll be in 2021 at this point. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, this next one's going to be another short one. Um, we already talked about it—the kind of the sequel to the Babysitter that's coming out to Netflix. Um, it's actually coming out this week, which is pretty nuts because really? I thought it was like end of October. Nice. Um, yeah, it's like the tenth of September. Um, so yeah, we might be seeing this one next week if we have a if we have a free slot. Um, but yeah, basically the trailer came out. Um, I've not seen it, <laughs> but nice. uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to put that in there because I did not realize this was out so soon. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, I i didn't realize it was like that soon i'm still not that excited <laughs> no same um but yeah moving on so i guess probably the biggest news of the week and there's still a lot more to talk about after this but um we have big 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 scream news um so they they've kind of the other part of the news is that they have been confirming more actors for scream 5 um obviously we still only have courtney and david as kind of the mainstays um mm-hmm. but they have announced three or four like new cast members um um, nothing like crazy it's a lot of people that i do recognize and are familiar with but no like huge names that are worth talking about mm-hmm. um which kind of just filling out the rest of the cast really um but we do have a release date um which i'm surprised they kind of said this earlier and, and I, I think it's maybe the world mm-hmm. we're living in right now where all these companies are just trying to put their kind of stake in the They're, ground i was gonna say yeah <laughs> they they just need to kind of fill that spot i think exactly um but yeah we will not be seeing this next year um because it's got a release date of january 14th 2022 um so i, th- I think what's worth noting straight away is obviously like january is a weird release month um so is that the but... furthest out now we have a horror movie like uh, no because <laughs> oh, right. there's, there's another news story after this um i know that's just the world we live in now is that apparently we're going to know the movies we're seeing for the next decade but um yeah so in regards to screams release dates they've always been kind of odd looking at Mm. it um we talked about this a little bit in our retrospectives but the first two came out in december Mm -hmm. um the third one came out in february and then the fourth one came out in april um so they don't have a you know a set month um Mm. they don't come out traditionally i guess if you would assume around halloween they're always like you know winter going into like the start of the year um so it is like because on paper you look at it and you go oh they don't have high hopes for this but like i just it is weird right like months don't really mean much anymore in regards to releases you know it's not like the screen oh it's green so it has to come out in july or something along those lines um so i because I, I think i saw a lot of people being like oh my god i can't believe it's coming out in january but it's really not that weird for mm, a screen no um, and like I right. say, I think everyone just needs to kind of claim anything. You know, like there's there's twelve months, pick one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that's kind of what everyone's doing at this point. Well, I think that's why, yeah. And they're just looking at like uh twenty twenty one and they're already like, yeah. Well, we can't fit anything in there right now. Let's just put let's just get in for early twenty twenty two as soon as possible yeah um so yeah th- this one will have like a long post-production as well because it is scheduled to start shooting like this month um so and i can't imagine it's gonna be shooting for that long i'm sure like, it'll definitely be done shooting this year um mm. which is kind of crazy but and, and then the other aspect i guess surrounding this is that there's still no nev campbell announcement um again we discussed it in our retrospectives how she her name was on like the production schedule mm. um and it could be a case of because i don't know how they're announcing because like you say right now they are sort of every week announcing a new cast member 
Um, so I don't know how they've been doing that, if it's on their socials or not. So then maybe they are just building to it and it's like, right, and the final announcement, Nev, sort of thing. Um, yeah, at this point, like, she has to just be the final to, announcement. It is starting to get a little bit weird, though, isn't it? <laughs> like, they've announced Courtney and David so long ago now, and now they've yeah. already announced three or four new members without yeah. even Nev's, talking about Nev's the, the final girl. Like, she's the final announcement, okay? Yeah, and she's, she'll be dying in the opening scene. Um, God damn it. So, yeah. It's Samara. <laughs> um but yeah moving on to the next one that has a release date um paranormal activity uh no, they're bringing, not a thing anymore they're bringing that Come back. On. <laughs> um, so bloomhouse have dated the untitled next installment in the paranormal activity franchise oh, boy. um and it will be coming our way in march 2022 um so we've not done one of these for the show right no it was 2015 was the last one yeah so this kind of died just before we started the podcast yeah as soon as as soon as i thought we were no longer gonna have to see paranormal activity movies (laughs) at the cinema i was happy to sign up for this podcast (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so now we know an end date of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a great 2021 i can't wait yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah i'm gonna finish with scream and then it's gonna done. completely and then yeah, we'll just <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah so obviously you can probably tell there's a lot of pessimism with this one i mean for me personally um like yeah right now zero interest in a new parallel activity like i loved them when they first started like, yeah, the for first the record one. the first few the first one and two were phenomenal yeah and then it just became to the point where they they just become a blur and I, I can't even remember if i saw the last one or even two um that's how kind I, of yeah it got to me i don't think i saw the last one in the end yeah i, I have uh, a feeling i think i've seen all the others yeah because i saw like the spin-off one but then i feel like they mm. done one after that but um, yeah that's exactly what i think happened as well so yeah like they, they they're gonna have they've got obviously got a long time to get us excited which is good but as of speaking right now yeah zero interest in this i think that's the other thing as well like jokes aside what you mentioned like it was so to me symbolic of like what was wrong with the genre in terms of everyone was trying to copy that kind of ghost haunting type movie mm. and and it just became the big craze that everyone was trying to emulate and then we've we've moved so far past that in the last four years yeah um, i really don't want that to be like the trend again <laughs> that's that's Par- kind of paranormal my activity was a movement at the time and it was yeah. a phenomenal movie but then it spawned so many things that i hated about the genre and then mm. those movies ultimately became that as well yeah um so yeah but fingers crossed you never know yeah um but yeah moving on this one's a really weird one i just put this in here for the banter pretty much um okay i'm always like, down for that would you like some x-files news <laughs> would i like some x-files news uh hell yeah I mean, look back at episode one of the Super Horror Bros podcast and you'll know whether I want some X-Files news or not. Yeah, so so this is may, might not be the X-Files news that you want, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, No more X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> what about an animated TV series? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so this, this, is, this, this is funny. So it's called... Of the all X- the things you could have said. <laughs> so the X-Files Albuquerque, what a great name. Um, yeah. Chris Carter is attached to executive produce um, the animated comedy series for Fox. Um, the animated what series? Comedy series. Uh, uh, yeah, X Files yeah. is known for its comedy, mate. Um, mm. Did you not see that last season? Um, 
but uh yeah the series will not revolve around scully or Mulder. um Wait. so the report is um the potential series will center around an office full of misfit agents who investigate x-files cases too wacky ridiculous or downright dopey for Mulder and scully to bother with they're essentially the x-files b team um so yeah this is obviously going to be like a kid's thing like it sounds like Scooby-Doo for the X-Files, basically. I was going to say, if, if they can do it in the art style of the real Ghostbusters cartoon from the, the late 80s, early 90s, then, I, then I'm done. Yeah, like, I again, all jokes aside, this is obviously not for us, um, but it sounds cool to me, like having a comedy kind of kids show for X-Files. And it is, I think that concept obviously works of just them doing yeah, these kind of Yeah, there's a strong chance things. I might watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I can already tell you're being talked into it. Um, but, uh, there's like a chance that this could end up being one of the best things X-Files has produced. <laughs> like, well, like, we're talking a very low bar to jump over here. But, but um, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> like you with your little oh i've just seen the last couple of seasons and uh-huh. x files is trash like <laughs> x files was a good show man you're living in the past mate you're living in the past um i'll quit this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's x files for you like anytime i'm going to try and get this in the news i'm going to just to see you get tortured by it um but uh yeah moving on um to a bit of haunting of blind manor um obviously coming very soon um october 9th for the new series and there was a new trailer that dropped um last week i think um we did see this trailer um it, like this show to me is weird like i i can't say i'm i'm really excited to check it out like obviously the first series is i've said time and time again for me it's probably like my favorite one-off season of television i've ever seen um certainly within the genre like i don't think there's a single series of any horror tv show that even comes close Um, (laughs) like horn in the field house is just ridiculous and so i think going into series two it's always going to be a struggle but Mm. just seeing that cast again but not playing those characters and i think obviously a trailer doesn't do it justice because i think i thought the same about the last season basically was just it just looks very a generic spooky story um and it's not until you really get into like the characters and how well they told that story that then i was blown away by it so yeah seeing the trailer didn't really do much for me like i'm obviously going to check it out and i really hope that it's good but i have a feeling it's just going to be kind of okay um yeah i'm i'm with you i think i mean it's 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 just difficult isn't it and kind of like you say looking at a trailer mm. um but but for me the biggest issue i found which was was what i kind of thought when they first started announcing the cast was that um it, all of these the the cast is so recognizable from mm. um season one and and now suddenly they're they're here playing different characters yeah. And I just I just find that like super jarring, and, and I know we've had that with American Horror Story uh, for years, so we should be used to it. But I don't know, this just feels different to me. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly with you. Like that's clearly the the kind of template that they're trying to copy. Is like, mm. oh well, that's, it works so well for American Horror Story, and yeah, we'll see. Like time will obviously tell, but I think those actors in american horror story they just suit that kind of yeah they're such like chameleons the thing is they're such larger than life characters that i think they're kind of you go in there to see the actor playing the character if that makes sense like i don't when i watch american horror story i don't ever fully believe that actor is that character i'm just enjoying seeing that actor's performance whereas it's it's always emma roberts playing that character you know it's evan peters playing this crazy killer whereas with this like this family was so real to me yeah, and I think that's the thing with American Horror Story. That's what they're trying to portray. 
Mm. Whereas that's not what American, um, not what um, Hill House was season one. Um, no. And so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not pumped for this one to say the least. Yeah. I can't remember the actress's name there. The one that was in you season two, but like, she will always be Nelly to me. Like I can't, mm. <laughs> like I, she's so that just that character to me. So yeah. it's going to be very hard to kind of disconnect that. Um but yeah, moving on, um, it's pretty sad news here, actually. Um, so Nosferatu um, has been cancelled um, after oh, two man. seasons. Um, yeah, so kind of no more Nosferatu, really. is not going to be a season three. Um, I think we'll we'll talk about Nosferatu after this week's film, um, because we've both finished season two now, so we can give some overall thoughts on the season. Mm-hmm. Um so we can kind of tie this news in there. But I think just my thoughts on the cancellation, it's obviously sad, um, but it's not the least bit surprising. Um, kind of no. no one talks about the show, like literally no one. Um, and season two yeah. did like way worse viewers than season one. And season one was already like, I, I was like so happy when they got the green light for season two, because I really didn't see it coming. And, um, you know, season two, you can tell had a much smaller budget from, from at least I could tell watching it. Mm. Um, and so like it was very much like right if we can make this on a cheap and somehow grow our viewers maybe this will keep going um but the fact that it got like half the viewers of season one like this was never going to get a season three um no definitely not so yeah it's sad but uh yeah we'll talk about um, the finale later on it's a shame but Mm. quick decision as well it shows that those numbers must have just been really terrible yeah they were and like you say no one talks about it and mm. as we've discussed time and time again i i personally think they did a shit like job of advertising this show i think that they never really made it easily accessible in the uk um they were barely really talking about it like for a company that have done so well to make the walking dead like the biggest thing ever for its like mm. marketing and all of these different forms of media to keep it in people's eyeballs like that team was absolutely not involved with Nosferatu because Nosferatu <laughs> felt like this little thing that they were almost um, scared to promote. It was just like, here's this weird little thing based upon this niche book um, and it's there for the 10 people that want to enjoy it. But it's a shame. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, this is just another small um, news story, really. There's not too much to talk about, but it's just a lot of people that we are big fans of here. So kind of the writers of A Quiet Place, um, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, um, who also wrote and directed Haunt, um, which is an awesome movie if people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have their next project has been greenlit. Um, so oh. th- th- we really don't know too much about it yet. Like the plot has, has not been an- talked about. Um, it's called 65 um sony have picked it up and as of right now um adam driver is going to star in it um so yeah huge deal for them like i saw them tweeting about it as well um saying like it's crazy to get such this big actor to play you know Mm. to play the lead in the next movie and they're really excited to like get things you know properly going after covid um and yeah like awesome for those guys like we obviously saw their last movie we saw them at fright fest they were great guys and uh, i was always excited to see what they were doing next Um, yeah i'm so just i'm so glad that they're staying in the genre because they were super passionate at fright fest and uh you know had a real love for it they made a really kick-ass low budget kind of throwback movie and mm. yeah re- really uh excited to see what they do next so yeah i can't wait for this one 
Yeah, like it's it's unclear. Like this might not be a horror movie. Mm. Um, Sam Raimi is attached to produce as well, which I guess gives you is. that kind of credence to um, horror. But because um, they have worked with him before as well. Um, but yeah, like I say, no, we don't know too much about this. But this is just exciting for the for the future in the years to come. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see what they were up to next. And it's because Adam Driver is awesome as well, so it's great to see him in it. Correct. Um, and then yeah, the last two. Um, this one very briefly because we talked about. Um, Welcome to the Bloom House, which is coming in October. Um, do you remember this one? It's very odd. Um, it's basically the kind of four movies that Bloom House are releasing. On yeah, Amazon. like like the next level of things that they're just going to throw out there. Like they're just mad. Yeah, it's like two films one day, and then a week later another two films. Um, but they released a trailer for it, and I thought it looked really cool. Um, obviously, it's like impossible to get a sense of what's the plot mm. or anything because it's literally pulling from four different things so it's almost <laughs> feels more like an anthology watching the trailer but like there was a lot of cool visual horror stuff in there that i was interested okay. in um and yeah like it already gave me because like when they re- released all the information it was like has four detailed plot descriptions and cast lists and directors it was it was all a bit much and, and yeah, i kind of was like yeah i'm like i can't really be bothered so just watching a little short like i think it was like an 80 second trailer i was like yeah this this has a cool vibe like i definitely want to check this out um okay nice so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming like september october which is very nice like the year has been so quiet i know for so it, long, feels, but... it feels like we're gonna you know we are right close to kind of oh we're in a it. decent slate again <laughs> you know like yeah. seeing new mutants was a big moment and now kind of beyond that um you know we, we have got things dropping and you know just having things like the babysitter sequel drop next hmm. week and wasn't aware of it like yeah you know that we we've been clamoring and searching for things and it just shows that like you know, taking taking a little bit of a chill after Fright Fest and then suddenly, yeah, things are already there, which is fantastic. Yeah, like it, it's it's usually the case that kind of like mm. September, October is around for us. Um, and it's, yeah, it's good to see that it's the same this year. Um, yeah. And then finally, the last bit of news, we're almost at the end. Um, this one is actually really disappointing and it sucks. I shouldn't put it last really, but it just was the last one that came in. Um, it's a small casting update regarding The Northman, um, which is fast becoming one of my eagerly most anticipated movies, um, which is, of course, Robert Eggers' third movie, um, which I'm sure is not going to come out for a very long time um but basically we had this insane cast list we talked about a few weeks ago um and one of the names has had to drop out um and that name is bill skarsgård um so yeah like it sucks because so you've got kind of willem dafoe in there you've got both the skarsgårds in it would have right yeah so the the brothers were both going to be in it bill and alexander um obviously so yeah alex is is still scheduled to be in the movie Mm. as well as yeah like i said willem dafoe anya taylor joy and nicole kidman um but yeah bill has unfortunately had to drop out and there's a quote here um he says it's been a scheduling nightmare during COVID. It is what it is. It's a big shame. Eggers is one of the great filmmakers out there and working with my brother. I don't want to talk about it. It's going to make me burst into tears. Um, so that's kind of what he said about it. And yeah, like this really, really sucks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about that a few weeks back with Samara and talking about how she has said it right now that scheduling stopped her from being in Scream. Mm-hmm. And like, it's one of those things that obviously you don't really talk about because it's like non-news, but it really makes you wonder these kind of like missed opportunities with casting and people being attached yeah. to projects and happen to drop out due to scheduling. And it's another, you know, aspect of COVID that we haven't really thought about. Well, these actors yeah. who aren't living in the US all the time, um, having to get visas and travel 
traveling and all that stuff and yeah man this really bums me well out. even even just like shooting places you know like mm. uh you know we we pretty much know that tom cruise is in the uk right now shooting mission impossible yeah he could have just hopped on a plane and and you know done a couple of weeks in in the states back in the day but they they just can't do that now yeah so like he is tethered to the uk right now so mm um you know it becomes a scheduling nightmare whereas you know i'm i'm sure some of these crazy actors will literally put on gone on a plane every day yeah between you know just to, to between shoots and just sleeping on the plane that, that's how some of these people work and so yeah you know it's um we are going to have more of these conflicts and they are going to be more in the public eye than ever before because i think the deals would have been made pre-covid and now suddenly we're in this world and and they're going to have to go back on them because it's just n not feasible yeah um yeah i completely agree and it, it, i just i i just hope that they can like delay the movie to be honest with you because mm -hmm. i was so excited to see these two in this movie and yeah, obviously you know we've talked about bill um being amazing in the genre and just wanted to see more of him like i love the rest of the cast i love that you've got willem and anya who's obviously worked in his two previous movies that's great mm -hmm. um and the rest of the of the cast but like this was like that you know we've not seen either of these two guys together we've not seen them in a robert movie either so i was just man i really really wanted this to happen and like yeah. and the fact that he's so sad and bummed out about it makes me like genuinely sad about it as well um yeah so yeah, hopefully, like I say, like we're in no rush. Like I'm more than happy to wait for this movie. So and like Robert knows best. So I'm sure he he's trying to figure out ways that he can kind of get this done as well. Um. So yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um. But yeah, we did it. We got through. I think the largest news section we've possibly ever had. Yeah, <laughs> it so was outrageous. That was the show, guys. <laughs> yes, we should have just done a news episode. <laughs> um, should we talk about film? Downloads. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about film. Let's talk about, let's film. Talk about the new mutants. So yeah, this this is a movie that we've probably discussed on the show before. Um, yeah, in all the years of production hell, um, it's kind of interesting reading about it because it's hard to kind of you know think back to what actually happened. Um, mm. You know, it, it's featured in the news so much over the last you know a few years doing the mm. podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they've like cut a lot from the wiki. Um, but basically, like the shot when it was going to come out, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was when they shot it. Right. Um, so kind of like there was cast rumors in 2016. It was a year later until they finally got all the cast. They shot it apparently between July and September 2017 mm -hmm. um, at a, a state hospital in Boston. Um, it says at the time with April 2018 as the as the initial release date. And then kind of it got delayed. There was reshoots planned, um, which apparently never happened. <laughs> um, obviously, Disney um, acquired 20th Century Fox during all of this. So then that that's why it got on the back burner for at least a year due to that deal. Um, after the acquisition was then completed, um, the director then kind of finished post-production on the movie, didn't get the reshoots done. And apparently this was back in March well, at the start of this year. because all the kids looked significantly older exactly <laughs> yes that is the problem you can't really you know do that with a young cast wait three years and get reshoots because everyone looks very different mm -hmm. um so yeah apparently this was only done back in march this year um because i think then it was going to come out april this year wasn't it and then yeah got delayed and all that stuff so yeah it's it's finally out um it and we've is seen indeed. it, it is. We so have. what is this movie actually about <laughs> 
it's just like X-Men stuff, isn't it? No, it's pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, why, um, are we, why are we covering this for a horror podcast? <laughs> yeah, so this was kind of um, the kind of R-rated X-Men spin-off that people were excited about. I, I have no idea of what New Mutants is pre this movie, whether it's a comic book series or a graphic novel or what the hell it is. But uh, yeah. We get it's definitely movie. one of the two. <laughs> yeah, we we get this movie and kind of you know there's a lot of buzz about it because it was kind of um, you know obviously off the back of Logan, which was a more violent horror movie. Oh, sorry, a more violent uh, superhero movie. I still didn't, you know, it wasn't in any way, shape, or form a horror movie, but it was much more violent than what we're used to. Obviously, we're now in the world that we've seen Joker. Um, mm. But New Mutants was kind of the next project from. Uh, um the the x-men kind of team to kind of keep on that path and it was labeled as more of a horror movie and more of an intense kind of you know experience and and kind of especially the initial trailers i remember being quite dark you know the Mm. first kind of trailers that dropped for this did really pique my interest um and and yeah obviously um now having seen this this movie is kind of um centers around our cast of five mutants um we 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 kind of follow the journey of uh danielle um who has kind of taken uh the opening scene as kind of some tragic events that unfold for her and she kind of wakes up in this um hospital slash kind of facility um run by dr reyes and um yeah, she meets four other young mutants or new mutants, if you like, um, who are um, just discovering kind of their abilities. And we kind of find out that this facility is labeled as a place for mutants to kind of um, develop their powers and learn how to control their powers in a controlled in- environment. Um, and kind of, um, you know, we, we get we get talk of X-Men and kind of, you know, how it's important to hone your abilities because otherwise, you know, you can be a threat to people and yourself and kind of what we end up getting is these five teens kind of, you know, a lot of teen drama really with the five of them and they're kind of demons and dealing with these abilities, but also just kind of dealing with being in this facility and kind of that coming to a spearhead and, you know, that is the crux of the movie, um, which wasn't, I mean, I don't, I, after the credits rolled on this movie, I don't really know what I expected. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know what you expected. Um, I really but, don't know, but, to be honest with you. No, but, but what I, what I saw was not what I expected. <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean. It's weird, right? Because like I'm with you, where I didn't really know what I expected. Like I, I knew that this. obviously it was X Men property, but it was being marketed as like they're, you know, putting that in a horror genre was kind of mm. what it was being sold as yeah. for time and time again, and why we were so interested in it. Um, and yeah, it didn't really feel like that. I, 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 no. I feel like the the worst part of this is that it's it's just really lacks horror in in so many different ways. Mm. Um, I think it has some tense moments and it is a little bit darker than kind of some superhero stuff, but it's, mm. it's still far from what I would consider to be, you know, the horror take on it. I think we've seen a few I different think, movies try and do that and, and yeah. we still get to see the one that somehow merges those together perfectly. I think the problem is, is like we, um, you know, we, we, we see the superhero movies, we're fans of them. We talk about them on the show, uh, uh, probably more than we should. And, um, 
you know, all of these movies have villains and heroes attacking and, and you know, all, you know, ultimately must be killing people, but it's happening off camera. Mm-hmm. You know, when these when these big spectacles are happening, these, you know, Avengers movies or whatever. Whereas with this movie, when characters do get attacked, it is a bit more violent and you do see it a bit more. But other than that, yeah, there isn't really the horror side of it. You know, you think of the 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 crazy scenes in Joker when Joker gets going. And mm-hmm. the reason why, you know, it makes me laugh having seen these two movies now in the New Mutants was on our slate for the longest time. You know, as soon as it got announced and we saw that first trailer, we're like, yep, this looks like a horror movie. This is going to be cool. And then we weren't going to cover Joker for the podcast. And then after watching it, we were like, well, we're going to have to cover it because it's a mm-hmm. goddamn horror movie. Like, you know, and it's, um, it's funny how the two were marketed differently. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I think for me having, you know, this movie has obviously got a lot of buzz. A lot of people have talked about it for a long while. Um, you know, for me walking out, I, I'm just disappointed because this movie had no impact on me. Um, I think um, it wasn't it wasn't terrible, you know, it, but it just wasn't what I wanted. It was I, I didn't find... I, I like all of the actors in this movie. I really like all of the actors in this movie. Um, you know, obviously we've got um, we've got uh, who have we got we got Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. Obviously, Macy Williams, Game of Thrones, Anna Taylor Joy. That we've seen a ton of her stuff. Like, I really like all of these actors, but ultimately for me. I just didn't I didn't like any of the characters that they were playing. I I wasn't super impressed with any of their like abilities. I think that's kind of the, always the cool thing going into these movies is like okay, these mutants and and the fact that like oh they're not Wolverine and Cyclops. Like what are these abilities going to be and what are they going to do? All, all of their abilities were pretty lame and just not like anything mm-hmm. that interested me. I think Maisie Williams was the only one that was slightly interesting. And all of the other ones were, were very dull and not really explored upon. And this movie ultimately became a teen drama for a long, uh, a massive amount of time. It was all to do with, um, you know, the characters' relationships and Danielle kind of discovering herself. And, and, you know, it was none of it was bad. It was just not what I want to see in a superhero movie in a horror movie or in the sort of thing that i tend to gravitate towards watching for the podcast or not for the podcast um and then yeah let alone then when you get into the conversation of us watching it for this podcast this isn't a horror movie for me um you know this this is um just a bit more of a violent superhero movie um but i think you need to look at like the undertone of it and, and there is no real dark undertone to this movie. It is, you know, pre- pretty light, I think. You know, obviously, most superhero and superhero origin stories are from Dark Place, you know, Batman or whatever. But it's always portrayed in, like, a reasonably light way. And I think this is lighter than anything that you get in a Batman story or something like that, for mm. example. Um, and so it's weird. Like, I feel like I'm doing a superhero podcast more than a horror movie podcast because I haven't really got anything to say about the horror and i'm more just comparing it to uh so it doesn't compare as a horror movie for me and then for me it doesn't stack up to a good superhero movie either so Mm. yeah for me it just missed the mark and and uh, it was the next day after seeing it i kind of was thinking to myself oh i've seen new mutants and i'm like yeah i really (laughs) just have no like memory of this movie almost at this point like it it just faded away instantly um yeah and and, you know that was the most disappointing thing for me 
Yeah, like I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, I think like it's such a weird movie, man. Like this movie is a mess at times, like an absolute mess. And I think that it really is a disappointment. Um, I still liked it coming out of it. I, I don't think this is a great movie. I think that they they missed the mark on so many levels. I think the overarching point before we kind of get into the movie a little bit more is the fact that mm. it doesn't feel like a horror movie in the slightest. Um, I think to me, that's kind of the biggest misdirection from the second they decided to make this movie was that this source material to me sounds awesome and I love the concept. And, y- you know, you talk about it, how basically this was, you know, like mm. a teen drama throughout most of it and i think this should have been a yeah. coming of age drama um that, that is then about superheroes and their abilities because i feel like that genre would have just like um yeah, fitted this a lot better um yeah like i think that's where it's just its biggest fault was like just trying to make this into a horror movie mm. and i think you know circle back to the actual movie like i think it starts weekly um i didn't really know what was going on like i think they they try and get you to the meat of the story maybe too quickly which is the you know these five teens um in this kind of hospital environment yeah. i guess a prison <laughs> school i don't really know what it is um and and they try and make you not ask questions as a viewer because like I, we, you know we start with danny she then basically wakes up in the hospital she's told a bunch of shit and then you, you just have to kind of go along mm-hmm. with the ride and it's obvious that what she's been told yeah. isn't true um so you're kind of like okay we know that eventually some shady shit's going to be revealed but for now i just have to kind of ignore that for an hour and just focus on the characters and I actually think, like, again, like, I love this concept, and I'm sure that's where the hype came mm. from, is that I, I could see this being an awesome story Definitely. that was told throughout comics, but it didn't suit a movie for me, because it doesn't have a three-act structure in the slightest. Um, I think that it would have worked as a TV show, yeah. where you just have these teens kind of trying to live their lives, and that's where I did enjoy it. When you talk about it, in- you'd get, like, an episode of a mm. flashback and that sort of thing, and, and it would make yeah, more sense. Yeah, and, like, you, you said it was, it basically played out like a teen drama, and I completely agree with that, and that's mm. when I was enjoying the movie, um, because I, mm. I was really interac- like enjoying their interactions together. Um, like I say, wanted to learn more about their powers. Yes, I didn't think the powers were that great, but I, I liked how it it was all like steeped in tragedy. And I think that's where the movie was cool and where it could have been a bit more yeah. horror focused. Um, because that's like such an awesome concept of like we've seen, you know people with abilities a million times like we literally talked about enhanced last week which is like their take on x-men and so i love the idea of oh no what about like younger people when they're experiencing their powers for the first time and shit goes wrong like you're not going to be a god with your powers the second you start using them and like people innocent people are going to get killed from that and so that is like a really really cool concept um and i think that's what pulled me in and ultimately made me enjoy and, and like the movie even though like what actually portrayed on screen ended up being very messy and i think i was pretty i was higher on the movie in the middle um the finale didn't work for me in the slightest um it became Mm. your most generic like action movie finish you could possibly imagine um where the last sort of 15 20 minutes is just a pure cgi fest um i can barely tell what's going on because it's just like insane cgi and it's all it's so dark as well it's like set during the night which i hate and you can barely see anything and it, yeah it just felt like a poor attempt at like a big it was like them trying to do avengers at mm-hmm. the end of this movie on a budget in the dark and it just for, didn't me, work for me visually it just didn't work i didn't enjoy the aesthetic or mm. what they what they were portraying with it it, it, it just yeah it, it it bored me the the last segments yeah. of this movie and i completely agree yeah. with that 
like that that is when the movie falls apart for me like i like the way this movie looked when it wasn't cgi focused (laughs) um and yeah like i think getting into the actual construction of the movie this is where i think it is a mess is that you like in the middle point of this movie you can tell that this was like a bit of a nightmare to kind of like film and why they why they considered reshoots because you're watching it and you're thinking where the hell is this film even going like it's just random scenes you're learning a little bit about people's backstories they're using a little bit of powers there's like a bunch of weird like nightmare dream sequences that don't really make sense as you're in the moment yeah and it just it it's so messy and it's a real it's it's like a big loud messy movie at times um and again like i don't think this is a great movie and, and it's one of those ones where i think some people will find some enjoyment from it which i did i think a lot of people will not enjoy this movie um i think if you're like going in for the horror stuff avoid it completely um i think like if you love x-men i'm sure you can enjoy some (laughs) stuff i think that's what's interesting for me is like i don't love x-men in the slightest Mm -hmm. i only enjoy i think logan is the only x-men movie i'd consider a great film and i think yeah you can get enjoyment from the rest as i have done from this one but this to me is on par with most x-men movies i've seen which are just not good films um so yeah I was like, like I say, I'm with you because I was disappointed. I thought this could have been really cool. And even though I still liked moments and I wonder if it is just the kind of novelty of not only seeing it, but also we're not like completely fatigued and burnt out with the cinema right now. Like it is still like exciting to see a new movie on the big screen. And so I still personally had that excitement, even though the movie wasn't that great. Um, Yeah. It was one of those things where it was like, you know, there's actors that I like on screen and I'm seeing them and, and, you know, they're not doing a bad job, but it's weird because kind of Anna and Charlie are both portraying characters that have very different accents. And I swear. All all three of them are. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. You're right. Um, And, I swear the accents drop out during points of this movie. Like, oh, they absolutely uh, like, do, yeah. And so I'm not surprised if that might be what they were looking to reshoot as well. They're <laughs> like, oh, by the way, you've got to be Scottish for the whole movie. Like, um, well, hers, I mean, I thought hers was the most convincing. No, hers, hers was, to be fair. I think it was Sam's that was, um, uh, sorry, Charlie, his character yeah. Sam, um, was, the, um, was the most that kind of dropped off. Yeah, he has like a thick Kentucky accent, and it's like yeah. in some scenes it seems so over the top, and in yeah. other scenes I like forgot he even had yeah. it. Um, and um, I think yeah, with with Anya's the fact that she has this Russian, mm. it's just you're so unused <laughs> to hearing her speak like that. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Like I'm glad you noticed that because when the movie first starts, it's so off putting. It's very off putting. Like these three people that like we've seen, we've seen so much speak a certain way, and then they mm. all have. Like, clearly that's because, you know, in the comic, I'm sure it is, you know, it's she's one of them Scottish and one of them's Russian. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I feel like in a better movie, they probably would have said, do you know what would have made a better movie? Let's just drop the accents. Yeah, like, like a, more, a more confident movie. You've got three banging actors there. Like, yeah. let, let them just perform and don't let them be restricted by an accent. Exactly. Um, that, I feel like at are... times, I think, I think Charlie in particular, it hindered his performance mm. because he was completely... so restricted behind his accent. Yeah, like those are the things where, like, on paper, it makes sense, right? Like, mm. you don't want to piss off the crowd of, of people that love those characters. But we've seen movies. I remember, like, Lords. Um, what is it called? Lords of Mayhem. I always forget the name of it now. Lords of Chaos. Heavy- Lords of Chaos. Um, the um, how like you know yeah, they they not- English. Yeah, exactly. They speak English and they're not strict with the accents either. Like some of them do have the accent because that's where they're from. And then the American actors just speak normal. And like, I was perfectly fine with that. It never took me out of the movie. And I'm sure there are some people that it would. Oh, there was. Um, There were people that moaned about that. But but yeah, I think it was a great creative choice because 
um, you know, not to review that movie, but they, they kind of labeled it at the start and they said, you know, we're mm. making a, an entertainment product and the best way to do that is to, you know, they, they let the actors perform. And I think, you know, that would be the case with this. Um, yeah. You know, I think, um, yeah. And I just think like, like I say, I'm not reviewing this as a horror movie anymore. I'm just reviewing it mm-hmm. as a superhero movie. And I just think visually pretty much all of the superhero stuff just didn't work for me. I think kind of, um anya's character was very confusing as to what her abilities were they just seem to constantly kind of stack up uh and you know one minute she's going invisible the next minute she has this weird arm and i'm sure again if you're a fan of the comic book this makes sense but as someone that has mm-hmm. no idea about this ip it made no sense to me and i just i think it was explained poorly you know i i think um ultimately this this movie is a journey to uh finding out what um what danielle's ability was i'm not overly sure what it is <laughs> yeah by, by the you know after seeing this movie i'm like okay they've kind of explained it a bit and i'm not going to go into spoiler territory but but really like especially when we got like it it manifests itself a bit more i was like i don't like when she if she's in an x-men movie in the future like what what, what is she gonna do like is she got to, mm. you know, like what you know what's her little zing moment and we know what her ability is it's very odd um and, and yeah i just feel like this movie is a bit of a muddled mess yeah i completely agree like i think all of our faults really all stem to that same thing of just like mm. it's a really rough around the edges movie mm. the kind of like it even though as we've said apparently there wasn't reshoots and apparently the delays were kind of out of their hands but it feels like this muddled production mess it really like, does they filmed bits some have some others or some guy had the impossible task of trying to piece this together they then went way too heavy on like the special effects to try and make it like oh well, we need to appeal to the superhero audience so we need to have all these big special effects at the end which just don't remotely compare to like the big spectacle of other superhero movies mm. and so they, they kind of they were trying to attain a level that i don't think they should have gone for i think it's you know you brought up joker right at the start of this and i think that is the perfect movie to compare it to and and listen i know that's a high bar because it nailed almost everything perfectly but you look at the fact that he they pulled the antagonist from batman and they said look we're going to make him the protagonist in a pretty much serious drama about mental health yeah and that is like a fascinating idea that we've never seen before and that is what i wanted new mutants to be i want it to be hey you know x-men right people have powers i'm like yeah i've heard of that well why don't you put that but it's young people it's teens they're trying to find who they're going to be as adults they're discovering themselves but then they also have to deal with like learning what these powers are that mm. could potentially threaten the lives of, the, of their loved ones around them um and have that as like a coming of age drama um i thought i thought that would be incredible um but instead they went so many different ways i think the yeah, marketing this as a horror movie I, I agree with you like this doesn't have a nice look to it Mm. um it's so inconsistent as well like and i think even the posters if you look at all the posters for this movie they're really cool posters but none of them look similar and it's almost like they were they just hired 10 different artists to make cool ass posters um but this movie doesn't have like an interesting identity no that's 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 at its core like you won't ever look at this movie and see a screenshot of it and be like that's new mutants like Mm joker has a very distinct identity and you look at like the batman that's just been announced and you you know mm. you look at logan logan had a very mm. distinct identity and like, like i say we're just having a superhero podcast now because it's just you can't yeah, that's even what define that's this as a horror movie but <laughs> yeah. i think um you know you yeah, cohesion at, is what this movie needed yeah and it's a shame because when you actually look when i'm thinking about the characters like what you touched upon the middle part of this movie is definitely the most enjoyable part and i think mm. kind of um 
Maisie Williams' character and kind of what happens with her backstory is fascinating. I really like Charlie's She's the best backstory. character in this. Yeah, she is by a mile. But I really liked um, Charlie's backstory as well. Yeah. Character. It was really I deep. To, that, I know? really wanted to mention him because, mm. like, he was the one that I'm really disappointed didn't get more screen time. Mm. I actually think that um, clearly they gave it to um, Anya because of how much of a strong name she is. And she's great in the movie. But mm. I found her character to be the least interesting out she's, of the she's five. She's very generic in, in yeah. you know, the, the, the style behind it. I mean, she's, she's basically Black Widow yeah it's just it's not interesting and then the fact that the two guys have like barely any screen time like the other guy who we've barely mentioned Mm. i couldn't even tell you hardly anything about his character and then i agree with you that charlie's character was exactly that's literally pretty much yeah he's a rich guy who does the dishes in the movie Mm. that's literally what he does why is he so obsessed with doing the dishes I don't know. <laughs> they like, just had to fill time. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, like, they, they try to make him to be, like, this stuck-up rich guy, but he is yeah. obsessed with getting those dishes spotless. Yeah. Like, he had he had maids to do that. Like, why is he so <laughs> obsessed with it now? Like, I don't know. It, it, did make, it just made me chuckle. Like, when it, 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 all, it would always... They, they, you know, the, this movie spans kind of quite a few evenings, and there'd be like characters in like a recreation room and off in bedrooms. He would just always be in the kitchen doing dishes. It was hilarious. I bet that's one of those things that is like in the comics is explained of like, well, it actually keeps him focused. And yeah, it, stops his it was like, it's like an OCD out. thing or something. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, they're like, listen, we don't give a toss. If, if you've read the books, you'll get it and you'll love it. And if you haven't, well, you just think he's obsessed with doing the dishes. <laughs> like, We're not going to yeah. spend any time explaining that. Um, but yeah, like I thought, yeah, Charlie's character was fascinating. He had by far the most interesting backstory. And he, he, he gets like two or three scenes where he even like has extended bits of dialogue. Mm. And I feel like both the, the the two male characters are just like grunts essentially to kind of keep the action going in the finale mm. and they really aren't given much development um so and, and i think as well like another thing that the movie annoyed me was like <laughs> it's it's failed attempts at like these big dramatic moments um where like you have a conversation in a room and then a character will leave and then the other person will say like where are you going and like the camera will zoom in on the person's face they'll like turn around as it's zooming and then they'll have their one liner that's clearly going to be in a trailer where it's like they haven't messed with me yet or so you know something along those lines just really stupid oh, and like man, but they, they did that they like three or four like... times and it didn't work once <laughs> they do that three or four times in the space of about 90 seconds yeah yeah, I think they have it like more like, and then the, and then the zooms back on the other character, being like, "What do you mean by that?" Like, it like it almost became a bit comical in those moments yeah. where it was like, "Man, you're really trying to play this out for like these dramatic set pieces," you know, like it's Captain America delivering his one mm-hmm. line, and it and it does not feel like that. Um, that is a so yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's it's this movie's just a shame, man. Like it's that's a real my, shame. That's my cap quote that I, that I thought I'd Fair call. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, for me, like, I was looking forward to this movie as a superhero movie, as a movie for the podcast, and just as a movie in general that I thought would be enjoyable, and I'm let down by all of them. I think kind mm. of, you know, I'm and I'm also disappointed by the people that I know were super pumped for this, uh, you know, and, and um, you know, it, it's a shame, um, but yeah, it's it's time to move on. Yeah, well, before we get into our recommendations, actually, we do have a question on Twitter. Um, of mm-hmm. course, you can hit us up on Twitter at SHB Pod um, from Kat, who I know was very excited oh. for this film. Um, she said, uh, did I do right by not going to see it? Probably <laughs> um, said it's like Schrodinger's movie. Could be good, could be not. Um, it's interesting you say that because I don't know if your husband has seen the movie or not, but like that's kind of how I feel coming out of seeing the actual movie of like, 
yeah, this could be considered good and it could also be considered really not good. Um, you know, as our discussion has shown, like I have a lot of problems with this movie. Um, I don't think it's a great movie, but I did still like aspects of it. Um, so it's such a weird one, man. Like I, I, I think you probably did do the right thing by not seeing it. I, um, I think we probably ought to just re-record the podcast and be really just singing praises of this. And just <laughs> so we can get Kat to go see it because she's been talking about it for so long. I need to know what her opinion is. But, yeah. but ultimately, yes, you did make the right decision to not see this. <laughs> yeah. Like see it at some point, because uh, like you say, you genuinely never know. Like I, I do think there are elements there that people enjoy and I'm sure some people would dig this. And, and like I say, as someone who is, like only really enjoyed one x-men movie this is probably like towards the top end but again that's not saying much um yeah it's not for me I, I enjoyed some of those movies for the dumb fun they were and this this is below that for me so yeah as far as like recommendations go what would you say about this one i'd i'd watch like most x-men movies above this let alone uh <laughs> <laughs> let, let alone anything else so yeah not not for me like and if you're super desperate to get back to the cinema at least this is a new release out there but You've also got Tenet that's out there, so probably mm. just go see that. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. I, I don't like this anywhere near enough to, to recommend it for people to go see no. at the cinema. I think when it's available at some capacity, um, maybe, like, again, I personally did like aspects of this, but I would never consider this a, a, even a good film, I think. I think it's, like, okay at best, and I think a lot of it is just bad mm. and disappointing. Um but yeah, it's a weird one. Um, but yeah, we've finally seen the mutants. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Which is really that's weird. All, that's all anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's almost like we shouldn't look forward to these. But well, the funny thing is, is like this wasn't even one that we were like no, massively it, it excited just for. became it because it was the first one back at the cinema. Yeah. Like, trust me, there's there's movies next year that are going to disappoint us or could potentially disappoint yeah, us. Yeah, my massively. soul's not broke by this movie. You, no. you, you speak to me in January 22 and see how I feel. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of The New Mutants. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. So yeah, but, um, we did have some uh, more listener feedback this week. Um, of course, if you want to send us a longer email, it's superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to Sean, um, who uh, recently picked up the Firefly Trilogy um, steelbook in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just making me very jealous. But I always love to see these, um, especially these ones that we kind of can't get in this country. Because um, I don't think this is available anywhere. Like No. It, obviously it's target exclusive in the us and we we get some weird exclusives like zavi in the uk gets a lot of steelbook exclusives mm. um, so i don't know if it's ever popped up on there i've not seen it though um but yeah this looks really nice like i was just reading the back as one i didn't realize that devil's rejects has two um audio commentaries um kind of one just with rob and then one with sid bill and sherry oh, nice. um because I don't remember ever listening to the cast one. So no. I have to see if my Blu-ray's got that. But if it hasn't, like, I'm going to be really annoyed because that's going to be another reason why I want to get this. Because um, that sounds great. Um, and it would have been nice to have, like, all four of them as well. But, yeah, having Definitely. the cast especially would be cool. Because I think the Rob ones are great because he gives such a good insight into, like, production and just mm. making the movie. Yeah. Whereas I, I do like cast ones because they kind of just shoot the shit a bit more and just have, like, a laugh while the movie's on. Definitely. Um, 
but yeah thank you very much for that one sean um but yeah that is pretty much it for this week um we we want to talk about some nosferatu though um we do obviously yeah we discussed it a few weeks ago like overall thoughts on the season um which is for me anyway like i liked the season i thought it was definitely a step down from season one um not massively like the overall Mm. quality of the season was like good i just thought season one was really great it was you know i was massively talking it up last year and i hoped more people check it out and yeah like was happy kind of watching season two it it was plodding along at times like it was the first time where there was at least one or two episodes that were just pure filler um they they added some side stories that weren't in the book that just didn't deliver for me in the slightest they were just incredibly boring Uh, one particular involving um oh god i forgot her name maggie um which was really boring um but yeah the, the actual finale itself um super disappointing for me i i thought it was the worst episode so far out of both seasons by yeah. by considerable amount um i thought it was just a bad episode really like they kind of you know got to a conclusion after about five or ten minutes of a 45 minute yeah. episode which i always think is a mistake when you when you look at finales um then they kind of again just dabble along for a little bit and then they kind of the last five or ten minutes try and set up new storylines you're, you're not you're not actually exaggerating either. Like the, the, the episode, the finale finished 12 minutes into that. We had, we had over half an hour of pandering and just the, the cast kind of dealing with the events of the finale. Yeah. It was very, yeah, very boring epilogue for over half an hour. And then yeah, literally five minutes to set up something that was very uninteresting. Yes. Um, yeah, super yeah. uninteresting, which we know now that we're never going to see anyway, but I didn't have an interest in watching it anyway. <laughs> no, um, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's clear to me why the show ended and why it got mm. killed, because that finale was awful. For me, as a series, um, and I guess just as, as a TV show now, as a whole thing, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, for season two, I, I thought it was super strong at times. I, I really... Um, I really like Lou's character and his introduction. He was perfect for me and perfect introduction to the cast. I like seeing kind of Vic's dad and everything else. And and uh, the stuff that was, a lot of it was staying true to the book. Um, mm. And I thought that was really good. I think kind of the, the stuff um, that the, was the weakest was when, like you said, they ventured away from the book. I think kind of last season, that was true as well. I think... Um, you know, I really didn't, I wasn't a massive f- fan of the stuff with um, Manx and all of his backstory, but the stuff about that, the, the, the reason why that passed for me was because Zachary is so, you know, incredible in this yeah. role. So even though I wasn't enjoying the added story content, I was just enjoying seeing more screen time with him. Whereas this year it was uh, uh, Maggie. And, and yeah, I just did don't find, I find her the worst cast out of all of the cast and worst kind of realization in the tv show out of all of these characters and her kind of side plot very uninteresting as well um you know i think kind of bing was was weird in this as well because Mm. he was kind of you know he's fantastic in season one he he doesn't really ever get going in season two he has he was a you know afterthought season it was like they were like oh shit we still have bing like what the hell do we do with him yeah and so he was a disappointment um but yeah ultimately for me you know i think you know i'm being i'm being overly critical because i love it you know i really do think it it was great at times i think Mm -hmm. overall season one and most of season two was great and i think it it was a 
a real good adaptation and it just ended on a real sour note which i just hate i hate it so mm. much man like i just hate when we watch a film let alone a tv show that just has this sour note at the end of it because it just leaves this horrible taste in your mouth and i yeah. think i think that's what this does with the finale but but overall you know i think um a show that was criminally underwatched and and obviously it shows the fact has not been picked up again um but for for horror fans out there that haven't seen it you know um the the ip is so fascinating the book is incredible um and the tv show is is at times great and most time at least good um yeah it's funny we talked about it with um the you know the tv shows ended badly and Mm. like we've kind of avoided that a lot because a lot of the times they're not shows that we watch or we we Mm. were still happy them and yeah it makes you so happy that stuff like an ash versus evil dead oh, just man. has such an amazing conclusion and, it, and it's like that's it though then like once you have that amazing finale to obviously an overall amazing series you have that forever yeah like it's never going to be sullied and yeah. yeah i'm with you that like this finale really sullied me now and like even though overall the two seasons i did really enjoy it um I, i'm with you that like, i think this is a good adaptation i don't think it's a great adaptation no. i think it's missing a lot of things from the book the the book is like the greatest horror book i've ever read mm. and i don't think this is remotely on that level and, and i think at times i wonder if the cast carried this because i'm yeah, such a fan of of um zachary and ashley in the two lead roles mm. that i think they carried this so much um because with two you know lesser actors i i really don't think the yeah. show would have been too and much i think the supporting uh, cast you know bing was mm. incredible in season one i think yeah. i think lou is incredible in season two i think vic's parents are very good throughout so i think it it does have a pretty stellar cast and and they all do, you know, they, they do carry the show 100%. Um, yeah. But it's a shame my, because, you know, it, it could have been better. Yeah. My, my biggest disappointment about the finale was that like, I remember when I was reading the book, how I, when I got towards the, the back end of that book, I mm-hmm. could not stop reading because I was so excited to see the confrontation between Vic and Charlie at Christmas land. Like the entire book is building towards that moment. And the fact that it never even like, we, we got a little bit of that in season one and season two, where it was like, Oh, we're going to get this confrontation. But Christmas land never felt special in the TV show. They mm-hmm. kind of, once they get there, they, then spend so much time again padding out the story particularly with um charlie's daughter Mm. that you just kind of you you lose the specialness of that place and then yeah the fact that the finale i think completely bungled the kind of the final confrontation between those two characters like really put a sour note for me um but yeah like it's a shame now because it is over like we we know we're not getting any more so it is two seasons and, and that's it um and i think that yeah as far as recommendations like i still like the show and i think the the acting is phenomenal but man i I do i am like disappointed like i think it could have been so much more i'm happy that this exists you know i'm happy that i got to see such an awesome charlie banks on screen like zachary's portrayal of that character is genuinely one of my all-time favorites in any tv show like he he knocked out of the park so much um and it's one of those ones really where like i almost wish it was better just for him because he deserved better um yeah for sure I think as well, like, um, you, you know, for me, like the rewatchability now with a poor finale does make it difficult because like one of the shows I love the most that I have spoke about at times was Dexter. Mm. I loved that show so much. And I think, you know, it had its weaker seasons. It had its extremely strong seasons, but the finale, well, the, the final season was ultimately trash. And, like, it got worse and worse and worse. And I remember, like, 
I almost like it, have to watch that finale again because like to just see if it if it will hurt me as much. But I just you know I watched Nightmare on Elm Street remake this year. I can't I can't go watch Dexter finale again. But like you know <laughs> it's I, I would love to rewatch that show and I think about that show a lot in the, those first seasons. I'd love to experience that again, but I just don't know whether I can go through that final season again. Yeah, like, it's so really interesting. Watch, do you then like just not watch the final season? Mm. And like, do you just not watch the final episode? Do you turn it off after twelve minutes? Like, it makes me more like realization. You know, that that's the way people feel about TV because mm. I like Lost is something that I obviously adore, mm. and I get now a bit more why it gets the hate it does because I I understand it. For, like for a while, I knew that a lot of people didn't like the finale. Like for yeah. the record, I absolutely fucking love it. But I understood I understood why people didn't like the finale. But in my mind, I was always like, why would this one moment mm. ruin such an amazing time for you? But now I've seen some TV shows that I did love that ended I thought poorly. I do start to understand that mentality a bit more of like man it really does sour things and like thank god that i love the finale because yeah. it might have really soured this whole experience for me um and yeah like i think back to my favorite tv shows like lost and like ash versus evil dead they they ended so strongly for me and it right it really does just make the overall experience so much more enjoyable yeah. um but yeah like i don't know when like the next tv i guess what we got obviously haunted a blind manor in october mm. early october is that like the next tv show like i don't even know is it Walking right. Dead coming back soon isn't it as well uh well the finale's end of october right okay yeah um so yeah all, all that good stuff and yeah like we said in the news plenty of movies coming as well um because mm. like, i think isn't antebellum in a couple of weeks and like we might be getting that in cinemas in the uk as well um yeah yeah it's it's we live in a weird, weird world um but yeah that was episode 213 where we finally discussed the new mutants uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone look at me